What's up? I hope you are having a great day. This is your host, Jonathan Smith, here at Shooting the Schmidt. And today we're going to get into the Lakers. I know all the news broke on Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson today, but I worked really hard on this take. So we're going to knock out this Lakers take. It's also 11.15 right now, and I just don't have the time or the energy to do a whole deep dive on Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. So we're going to get into that tomorrow. So without further ado, Double B, Bruce Buffer. Thank you, Bruce. Now, a few nights ago, the one and only LeBron James scored 56 points against the Warriors. And as great as the performance was, it is a major concern for the Lakers going forward. Okay, now as great as it was to see him go and get 56, it's also very concerning. Especially considering he sat out last night against the Spurs and they lost. To the Spurs, who are terrible okay anytime you go for 56 it puts a major toll on your body i don't care how old you are i don't care if you're 22 i don't care if you're 28 i don't care if you're 37 like lebron james but especially when you're 37 it puts such a major toll on your body that you have to sit out the next game you're right you know lebron sat out against the spurs and it wasn't like it was a back-to-back either now look i am not banging on lebron james for sitting out okay that guy has consistently been on the floor For his entire career. It's one of the things that I greatly respect about him. But look, he's 37, right? So people would expect him to miss some games this year. But the problem is that he has to play in order for them to have a shot against anybody. And not only does he have to play, he has to play at an extremely high level, especially against teams like the Warriors. And let's just be honest, with Anthony Davis out, they don't have a second scoring option. So when he doesn't play, they have no scoring option whatsoever. Anytime Malik Monk leads your team in shot attempts, like he did against the Spurs, you're in trouble. Okay, right now he's currently their second scoring option, which is a major problem. Okay, and that's also how bad Russell Westbrook has been, that he's not the second scoring option. Okay, he's the third scoring option behind Malik Monk. Isn't that ridiculous? And the thing is, they went out and they got Russell Westbrook for games like the ones against the Spurs where LeBron doesn't play and they need, you know, Russell Westbrook to go out and triple-double his way to a victory. And Russell Westbrook, he just hasn't been that guy this year, whether he's been playing with LeBron or, or without LeBron, right? You know, he has these opportunities when LeBron and AD are out to go be the Russell Westbrook that we saw in Oklahoma City, the Russell Westbrook that we saw last year in Washington. And he's not doing that. He just hasn't lived up to the expectation that I think LeBron and all these Laker fans have had for him. Right, And now their only hope of winning games is for LeBron to go crazy, which he can do, obviously, but it comes at a cost. Okay, He's supposed to be chilling right now. Okay, like The Lakers are supposed to have like a top-four seed locked up by this point in the year, and he's supposed to be chilling, getting ready for the playoffs. But he's having to go into playoff mode with 18 games left, and that is not a recipe for success when your best player is 37 years old and you're starting to see the wear on the tires, right? And he sat out against the Spurs because he had left knee soreness. He's missed more and more games over these past few years. And once again, I'm not knocking him. This is just a fact. And, you know, the Lakers, they're in trouble, okay? And it's so disappointing to see the year that they're having. 
You know, obviously the Wesser Westbrook thing hasn't worked out. And it's just, it's so disappointing. And AD has been hurt all year. You know, that's that's what it feels like. But even when Anthony Davis has been on the floor, they haven't been that great. Anthony Davis has played in 37 games this year, and the Lakers are 17 and 20 when he plays. So they aren't even over 500. Isn't that ridiculous? Okay, you have two for sure top 10 players in the NBA when it comes to LeBron and Anthony Davis. And they're under 500 when they both play. I, I, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, Anthony Davis has got to step up. They need him back. You know, he's still questionable to return. Like, we don't even know if he's going to be back for the regular season. We don't know if he's going to be back for the playing game. And that is the biggest problem with the Lakers right now. They aren't healthy. And the guys who are healthy, frankly, aren't very good. Outside of, obviously, you know, the great LeBron James. And it is just so interesting just seeing where they're going to go going forward. And the contrast between them and the young Memphis Grizzlies team that I just saw put an absolute beat down on the New Orleans Pelicans is so crazy, right? You know, we have this team and the Grizzlies who people I think thought would be good this year, you know, would play in the playing game. Maybe they'd make the actual playoffs. Maybe they wouldn't. And, you know, now they're, you know, the two seed in the West. And then you have the Lakers who everyone's like, yeah, like they're a log for, you know, a top three seed. And now they're fighting to be in the play-in game. And their makeup is completely different. And the mentality of both teams is completely different, right? When, when we look at the Lakers, they're old. And it was a major concern coming into the season. I know I talked about it. I'm sure, you know, you heard everybody on ESPN and Fox Sports talk about it. And so you look at them and just the quote-unquote experience, right? That's what we like to mask it as. It's not, oh, the Lakers aren't old. They just have a lot of experience, right? That's that's what we like to say. And then we have, on the other hand, you have the Memphis Grizzlies who are full of youth and they have one legit star, whereas you know the Lakers have two in Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And the Grizzlies are out here winning all the time. And you know they're led by a guy in John Morant who has just been nothing short of spectacular this year. And just the contrast between the two teams, I think, is quite frankly funny, right? Because when have we seen a team like this in Memphis that is so young and is really committed on defense? Because that's the thing, right? That's the thing with young teams. You know, they can score points because they're very talented, but it's the defense, right? Like, that's where they struggle. And Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, he hadn't been super great offensively this year, but defensively, he's been really good for them. Desmond Bain is a great defender. Dylan Brooks hasn't even played since January 8th. And defensively, this Grizzlies team has been incredible. And it's almost like both of these teams have taken on the identity of their city, right? Like when we look at LA, let's be honest, it's glitz, it's glamour, it's expected. It's like, if you live in LA, like you're good, like you're a cool person, right? And the Lakers are cool, right? Like, of course they're cool. They have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like, how cool is that? Right? But it's also very casual, right? I think that when we think of LA, it's a more laid back city. You know, it's sunny all the time. And we think beaches and chilling and vacation and things like that. And then when I think of Memphis, I think of rough, tough, gritty kind of people. And that's exactly who this Memphis Grizzlies team is. They're rough, tough, gritty. You can see that when they play defense. And then they have an unstoppable guard in John Morant who can get to the rim whenever he wants. And when he's consistently knocking down perimeter shots, good luck stopping that guy, right? Like he's a better version of the 2011 Derrick Rose that we saw win MVP. And I won't back down off that statement just because he's shooting the ball better. 
Okay, like that Derrick Rose, you know, the one that we love to fantasize about and talk about. And look, I love to fantasize about him and talk about him too. But that guy couldn't shoot. That guy could just blow by everybody and then jump over everyone. Just like John Morant can, right? Like John Morant goes by everybody and then he, you know, jumps over everybody. It's one of the craziest things I think that I've I've seen. And on top of that, his shooting this year is greatly improved. Okay, he's shooting 35% from three this year, which is... So much better than last year where he barely shot 30%, right? You know, remember the playing game a few years ago, or I think it was last year, where the Warriors pretty much just sagged off and were like, shoot shoot the ball. And then they just kind of lived and died by it. Whereas now he's shooting 35%, and so he's a consistent threat, and you have to at least somewhat respect it. And then when we look at that Derrick Rose from all those years ago, I mean, he was a 31% three-point shooter, right? So... Nowhere near as consistent as John Morant, who was just incredible this year. If I had to vote for MVP, I mean, I, I would give it to him. I know I did an episode on that not too, too long ago, so I'm not going to give you another John Morant slobber fest. Shout out to Zach Gray for the reference on that. But yeah, just the contrast between those two teams, this, the disappointment that the Lakers have brought us this year, and we can talk about injuries all we want to, but even when AD has played, they haven't been very good. You know, they made moves in the offseason that just didn't play very well. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do this offseason. And it's going to be interesting to see if they even make a playing game. Because if they continue to lose these games, the Kings, they're starting to win games. The Pelicans are currently sitting there at the 10 seed, only a game and a half back. The Trailblazers are only three games back. The Spurs, you know, they beat the Lakers the other night, so they could very easily catch them. And like I said, you know, the Kings, they're, you know, starting to win some games and it's going to be interesting to see kind of what ends up happening with that 10 spot there, especially if the Lakers continue to slide like they have. Now, look, I'm not going to go out on the limb and be like, there's, you know, I'm going to put my foot down and say that the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs. Like, come on now. Like, I'm not, I'm not that dumb. I'm not that crazy. But it's just going to be interesting to see where the Lakers finish this year and what they do in the offseason. I mean, it is almost more interesting than what's going on in Philadelphia and, and Brooklyn right now. So that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. I'll be back tomorrow to talk. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, so I'll talk to you then.